Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. All right, everybody, we have a very special guest today. I'm going to try not to fangirl too much. <laughs> Uh, Morgan St. Jean is joining us, and if you haven't had the pleasure, I know as soon as I get talking, you're going to want to go and run and listen to our music, which is fine, but come back. <laughs> come back, because we have something very, very special that we're going to help you do so that you um, your life is different, and um, so you're going to want to come back. But I just want to introduce her first, and thank you, Morgan, for joining us. So Thank Morgan, you for having me. You are welcome. And <laughs> so Morgan, you've had so much going on, but let me just tell people a little bit about you. So you are an LA based, that is Los Angeles for our global listeners, and a platinum selling singer. You have accumulated millions upon millions of streams on Spotify. You have taken over TikTok and yeah. now Instagram by storm. And your voice. I'm sure people tell you this. It's really hard to categorize. Oh, thank you. And it is soulful and powerful and haunting and mesmerizing and just all consuming. Wow, that's so nice. Thank you. You are welcome. And you're a word wizard. You are as much, I mean, it would be such a shame. I thought, like, what if Morgan went on the voice? Well, besides winning it, it would be a shame because <laughs> you would have to sing other people's songs and your lyrics. They make you gasp, cheer, flip somebody off, punch somebody in the face, want to pull the car yeah. over so you can just soak them up. Every wow, line. Thank you. And you are unfiltered, you're unapologetic, and you are an anchor and a light for women around the world who want to feel more powerful. And that's why you're talking with me, because that is what I do. I don't sing it, though. I do it through different means. So you and I are going to collaborate today to help women use your music and my law of attraction tools to be more powerful and get what they want. And we're going to do that with your one of your latest songs, Energy, that I just, it's just so incredible. And it is a manual for the law of attraction. So we're going to be talking about this so that people know how to use it. And I want to just thank you. I mean, congratulate you on your new release. Thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the song is called Thank Me, people. Yeah. Um, and just all of your amazing success, your successes, your European tour. Um, so I know you've been really busy. I'm very excited for you. And I'm very excited to have you on the show. Well, thank you. Honestly, that made me feel so good. And uh, the music industry can be very tough and it can be very discouraging. So having somebody else kind of lay out some of my achievements for me, like makes me just reminds me like, oh, I've done some cool stuff. And, and it really means a lot to me that you have connected with the songs and that, you know, they speak to you. And, and just those were really kind words. So thank you. You are most welcome. And you're reminding everybody that no matter how amazing somebody is, they have self-doubt. Yeah. And they have comparison. And, you know, I work normally with corporate women, but I have a Hollywood woman um, in, in my um, program right now. And I just tell my corporate people, you think the comparison and stress and overwork in your industry is hard? Be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. 
But I think, honestly, I think that's, like you said, it's pretty common for women in general. And I think just for humans in general to have self-doubt, to have some shadow stuff that we have to work through. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still new to a lot of this work and to a lot of the like law of attraction, self-help kind of work. Um, but I find it really empowering and I find it to be the thing that keeps me going in this industry that is so hard and facing so much rejection and stuff. I think it's one of the things that allows me to keep doing it. So it's important stuff. Absolutely. So I want to help you get over some of that too. Oh, great. Right? I can use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just have to tell you a really quick story. So um, my daughter, who's actually non-binary, so I, because they listen to my podcast, I will refer to them as a they. Um, but we were listening to, I said, "Hun, you have to listen to do it like a girl. You just, you just have to. And <laughs> we started listening to it. I literally had to pull the car over. We were both like shrieking and cheering Aww. and it was so fun. And, but all your videos too. I mean, you have to have both. I think the music is incredible on its own, but then you see the video. And I mean, I just, this morning watched the not all men video again. And, um, I know why it got over a million views in less than 48 hours. I mean, <laughs> haunting. So your music should almost have a trigger alert. Like, oh, yeah. like this yeah. is going to make you feel things and get pissed off and see things. And, um, and we're going to feel free to swear on this. So trigger okay, alerts great. abound, people. <laughs> um, and Morgan's titles alone <laughs> will <laughs> sometimes tell you that the, that she's not she's not messing around. All right. So a little bit uh, about you and the industry and your choices. And I, yeah. I, I've, I've listened to you in, in interviews and that you, you started out very early, but yeah. what was it? When was it that you decided to burn the boats and say, nope, I'm not going to do the traditional job. I'm going to make this work somehow. I think that was always kind of my plan, to be honest. I have literally loved music since I could sing, since I could talk, you know, it's just always, always, always been, my deepest passion. And I remember being a kid, probably around eight years old. And I thought that everyone had a passion the way that I felt about music. I thought everyone had, you know, something that they loved so, so, so deeply. And I asked my dad, I was like, what was your passion as a kid? You know, what, what is your passion in life? And he was just kind of like, I don't know, I guess like providing for my family. Like, I don't, I don't really know, but it was so confusing to me because I just, I didn't realize that it was rare to feel something like the way that I feel about music, you know? Um, but I think, I think maybe in like middle school, high school is when I kind of was like, I'm going to do this forever. And I don't think I had necessarily the awareness or the vocabulary to like, know what that would look like feasibly as a job and stuff. I still don't know if I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think in high school is when I was like, everyone else is, you know, looking to to do other things and they want to be teachers or everyone's kind of starting to figure out what they want to do, whether it's being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And I'm still obsessed with music and it's still the only thing I want to do. A lot of people would think you are very lucky to have that kind of clarity. Yeah. You know, so many people are searching for, I know I was as a kid, I had no mm -hmm. idea and it really pissed me off. I had no idea what I wanted to be. And so yeah. um, I'm, it's really cool that you, you knew that so well. Yeah, I think I think it definitely is. I, sometimes I say it's a blessing and a curse because I think it is a blessing to have such clarity, but it can be a curse in that I don't know how to feel fulfilled doing anything else. Yeah. And it is a really hard industry. So I think sometimes I, I used to at least and I've 
I've started to less, but envy people who it sort of felt like the world was their oyster because they could do anything, live anywhere, you know, find a passion whenever. And for me, it was like, this is the thing. I love it so much. It has such a power to break my heart because I love it so much. Yeah. And because you can't jump into somebody else's body and mind, Mm -hmm. what you don't know is that they really aren't that passionate about it. Yeah. Those people may, you know, look very successful and happy and yet they still don't know what their passion is. Yeah, totally. So what everything you're talking about is very relatable mm-hmm. to everything. The only thing that's not is like that certainty. That yeah. And that is one of the ingredients of the law of attraction. Most people don't know what they want. You have to know what you want. Yeah. Or else it's not going to work. And then you have to have you can be nervous, you can be fearful, you can throw up about it from nerves. Mm-hmm but you have to have absolute certainty that you're going to make it work. Right. Two ingredients right there you had from an early age and you had a ton of fear and uncertainty too, but there was, you know, that's why we call it the burning of the boats. Once, once they did that, Oh, well, we just have to overtake the continent now. (laughs) Right. I always say it's like, I view it like a marriage. Like I Mm. am committed to this for life, whether it's hard, whether, you know, in sickness and in health for rich or for poor, like this is, this is one of the loves of my life. And actually I had a voice teacher say to me one time, like whoever you marry someday is going to have to realize that you already have a partner. Mm-hmm. Like you already have a love of your life and it's going to have to be somebody who's really confident in understanding that like you're taken sort of, you know? And yeah. I, I do view it that way. I view it as like this lifelong commitment to my dreams and to my purpose. Um, not to say that, it's not hard. And there's not a lot of days where I'm like, fuck this. I would rather do anything else. Sometimes I feel like I have sacrificed short-term happiness for this bigger goal, you know? Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's easy to like be on social media and be like, oh my God, this is so fun and glamorous. And she just got to tour in Europe and whatever, but it's just like very few people have seen the years of heartbreak and hard work and you know all of those things yeah and what you just said about a partner is so true for everyone mm-hmm. and if you can have a partner who sees the brilliance in you who just was like here's you seeing and says oh my god thank god you're doing this like <laughs> thank god you're out there singing and using that like that's the kind of energy you need in your partner yeah totally i agree uh quick story so when i was married uh, I be- I decided to become a certified coach. I was an executive and I decided I wanted to help people, um, adults, think better, feel better, do better. And I remember when I decided, I came home and told my husband and he said, they're not trying that shit on me. Oh, oh my God. So talk yeah. about not being seen, not being. And now I look back and say, it had nothing to do with me. It was just somebody feeling totally. threatened, threatened about being seen. Um, but now I have a man who sees me so deeply and he will just say, babe, the other day he said, babe, I don't know if he was talking about a client or he heard something that I was working on or, and he said, you have God dripping all over you. Oh, oh my God. And I said, that's That's like the most beautiful thing anybody's ever said to me. He goes, you are just so aligned and connected. And, and I just was like, where did That's you come amazing. from? Oh, you know where he came from? I manifested him. Right. I manifested him. I have 
pieces totally. of paper folded up and like visualizations I was doing to manifest them. So everybody deserves that. And That's I, so beautiful. Yeah, totally. Okay. So energy is a different kind of song. And mm -hmm. I, am I calling it the right thing? It's energy slash yeah. lucky. What, what you, what it's you energy mean? parentheses lucky me, but energy is totally great. Okay. Energy lucky me. Um, I was mad at you in the beginning because I couldn't get this song out of my head. And so I would be, <laughs> if I woke up at three in the morning, normally I would just roll over and fall back to sleep. But no, <laughs> I'm playing that song in my head. And I knew every word and I just kept playing it. And I was like, okay. I need to, that makes me so happy. <laughs> so people don't listen to it right before you go to bed. That was, that would be my recommendation. Yeah. But it's, you know, listen to it on your walk, listen to it in the morning to get your uh, energy up. Uh, but it's a departure, it seems like, from yeah. your, like, Me Too style, like, like I would never want to be your ex-boyfriend, by the way. Never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> With your Taylor lyrics, Swift has a great quote. She says, well, if boys don't want me to write bad songs about them, then they shouldn't do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the truth. I freaking love Taylor Swift, but you can say what Taylor Swift does in about a fifth of the words. Oh, wow. Thank you. Like. It's just so compact and powerful. Oh, thank you. That's really nice. Uh, and nobody sounds like you. Thank I you. Mean, that's, you could, that's, I mean, you could probably imitate, somebody could probably imitate Taylor Swift. And this is nothing against her. She's an amazing songwriter, amazing performer, and all that. Yeah. But I can't think of anybody who sounds like you. Thank you. Honestly, that's something that I really had to work through because, you know, as a kid, you want to fit in. Yeah. And that was not something that fit in. And I was singing in choirs and I, and I was singing, doing musical theater because that's what my school had to offer. And so I never really got the roles and I never really got the solos and stuff because they were like, oh, you don't blend very well. And blending was something that was really highly valued in those situations. And so it took me a lot of years to get to a place with my voice where I was like, oh, this is me. And that's really powerful. And that's, I want a voice that doesn't blend. I want a voice that stands out. I want a voice that's recognizable. And uh, it was very cool because a few years ago, I had a song with these DJs. So, you know, sonically, it's quite different than my my stuff personally, my solo stuff. And even still, I had a friend whose sister heard it on the radio and was like, this is so crazy. This song sounds like Morgan. And my friend was like, what song is it? And she told him and he was like, well, that is Morgan. And so even in a different context, sonically, someone who doesn't necessarily like know me as well as, you know, one of my best friends, because it's his sister, was able to recognize my voice just randomly on the radio. And so that was really cool for me because it definitely took a long time for me to feel like good about the fact that my voice didn't blend and wasn't normal, you know? Yeah. When you first, when I first saw you do energy in the video, no, it wasn't in a video. You were just, just talking about it on Instagram yeah. and you're talking in a normal, but deep, beautiful woman's voice. And then you start singing. And I thought <laughs> it wasn't you. I, I thought it wasn't the same person. <laughs> People think that all the time. <laughs> right. I, I just released this song. Da, 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 and then boom. I, oh, yeah. what is happening here? No, that really, oh, that really so is. Nice. Yeah. So, but that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely is a bit of a, um, a departure from some of my other stuff. And I think like, I have a lot of songs that are a little heavier, like not all men, for example, is, is really heavy. And it's a song that when I play it live, I look out into the audience and it's really, wild to see just people sobbing in the audience and and it's it is heavy and I understand that and I think um I spent the last couple of months really kind of getting to a place with myself where I was trying to spend a lot of time connecting to like my spirituality and um 
I think understanding that being in a good place mentally is a part of my job because I'm really a workaholic and I'm really, really uh, hard on myself. And so I used to feel like, well, if I'm not sitting down and writing a song or filming a TikTok or doing something tangible, I'm not working. And if I'm not working, I'm never going to succeed and I'm not going to be enough. And like, I had all of these stories in my head and I actually had a friend say to me like, Morgan, you being in touch with your spirituality and you being in a good place mentally is such a crucial part of your job. And so that's really what I had spent the last couple of months, specifically in 2023. I think I kind of shifted towards the end of 2022 into the beginning of 2023 being like, I need to focus on whether that's hiking every day, because I love to hike, or whether that's listening to podcasts that raise my vibration and raise my energy or reading things that make me feel good. Um, that is a really crucial part of my job. And ironically, I actually wrote the chorus of energy well over a year ago, almost two years. No, like probably a year and a half ago. And I just kind of teased it on TikTok. Nothing really happened. And then I saw that hashtag lucky girl syndrome was trending on TikTok at the start of 2023. And I was like, I'm just going to repost this and like, see how it goes. And it went viral. And it was such like an affirming moment to me that me doing this spiritual work. And then 2023 has been this incredible year for me career wise. And all of these amazing things have been happening. And I think it's just so serendipitous that it was like, at the same time, that song went viral. And it was clear that my fans wanted to hear this, this kind of message as well. It is not serendipitous. You did the work. It is your energy. It is your energy. And I don't even know if you know how brilliant the lyrics are. And so, like I said, different kind of interview because we are going to, I'm going to just help people word by word, yeah. understand just how brilliant this is. And I can't tell you how many people, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I can get results like I do with my program, because I don't just teach women how to be more powerful, how to communicate, how to ask for a raise and all that stuff. Of course I do that and how to manage time and how to, but I help them with their beliefs, like the beliefs that are causing workaholism. That's whole, yeah. I'm not good enough. Right. And it's all right, fear right. and it's all scarcity. Yes. And, you know, I did not have the luxury of these things because when I was 22, I was very ambitious. I was about to graduate college top of my, you know, class, summa cum laude, and I was hit by a car and broke my back. So Whoa. I started my career as like an 82 year old woman. Right. I looked normal, but I was in so much pain. I could not do things the normal way people did. And wow. yes, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of pain, but my pain forced me to come up with a new way. And so now I teach women how to not burn out and how to be badass, kick-ass, getting promotions and all that. But the secret ingredient is frequency. Right. And I get their beliefs and I get their state up. And when I look at your song, it's like, this is how you do it. <laughs> so I'm just going to, and, and, but people do it wrong. And God, I wish somebody would have taught me the law of attraction when I was little. I mean, yeah, I was born in 1970. So we didn't have the internet and I had the only book I had that was spiritual was I carried around all the time as a kid, life after life. It was literally about research. Somebody had done about people who died and came back. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out like the secrets to, to all that. Um, yeah. And so, but now we have so much about this. And so if y'all think this is woo woo stuff and it's not for you, fine. But if you really want what you want and you want to get it faster, I suggest you stick around uh, because most pe people are praying wrong. They're meditating wrong. Uh, they're going through their days in a frequency that 
is holding back everything they want. Mm -hmm. And you are proof that you're like, oh, I'm just going to put this out there. And it touched, it, it touched people. And even if you didn't know that it was a manual for the law of attraction, um, we could start to feel it. And I was seeing other people dance and they just all were in that frequency when they were singing your song. Yeah. So even just that, if you don't know what you're doing, but you can get to that frequency, whether it's through, I don't know, watching cats play poker on yeah. YouTube or whatever, <laughs> whatever is on there. Um, but, uh, but there's so much to this. So if you don't mind, I, what, I just want to go through this. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say like, that's something that I really like about music in general and like that's what I'm, I'm I'm proud that this song has connected with so many people because it's such an easy way to get into a high vibe like happy yeah. place and uh, I actually got a dm from someone that said I don't remember what triggered the conversation I think they were shopping in a store or something and they heard someone say like la, like la 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 lucky me or something one of the lyrics from the song and they finished it and then these girls had this whole conversation about the song and like my videos and all this stuff and it was just so crazy to me, uh-huh. but it is such an easy way. Like, I think I used to think that manifestation and, and attracting what I wanted was like hard work again, workaholic. Right. right? And right. I thought it was hard and I'm starting to learn that it's not, it's not sitting down every single day and doing a visualization for like, I used to have a Pinterest board. And if I didn't look at it for 20 minutes a day, I would judge myself and I would be hard on myself and be like, you're never going to get what you want. You dumb bitch, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I realized like, part of this song it's just about living in that energy and this is such an easy way to get into that energy and that's what I kind of love about it is like in the morning I can just like listen to this or like Ariana Grande has a song this I should actually make a playlist there's a bunch of songs that really just help you get into just a high vibe place easily you don't have to force it no it's just about feeling good you got it and but the before you feel good you have to also know what you want yes yeah someone told me it's like getting into a car and turning on the GPS and not knowing what destination you're putting in Right. Right. Yeah. You'll feel good. You'll feel good, but you won't get the specific things you want. Like feel good driving in circles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh right by the man of your dreams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I use this uh nerdy little thing. Um, David Hawkins. We're talking about physics, people. This is law of attraction is not woo-woo's physics which is pretty crazy. I mean, I, the things physicists think right now, I don't know if you read recently, there are there was a physicist in Europe, a physicist in North America, and in the same month, they both postulated theories without talking to each other that every time a person makes a decision, a new universe is created. Wow. A new possibility is created, which means a new possibility means a new universe. I, I can't even wrap my head around that yeah, but I don't know if it's true. But I think you know, this is a weird place that we don't understand. Weird things happen and magical things happen. And if that is true, or even if something even remotely like a metaverse is true, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. So figure out what the fuck you want and which possibility you want in right. your life, instead of like the ho hum possibility. Oh, I just want to be able to pay my rent. Like, right? No. Or, you know, I just want to be able to retire and like, no, think bigger. Yeah. Think it's, bigger. It's kind of a cheesy quote, but it's, I love that quote. That's like shoot for the moon. Cause even if you miss, you'll land among the stars mm-hmm. because it's yeah. so true. Like, yeah. like you, if you set these massive goals for yourself and these massive ambitions, like even if you fall a little short of that, you're still going to be better than if you just were like, yeah, my goal is to pay my bills, right. you know? But also I do think that for some people, 
for some people that is a big goal, you know, and I, and I, and I totally do respect that and understand that, that it's like, for me, a lot of it has been about setting goals. I mean, for me, a lot of it is about setting goals that feel attainable within a reasonable amount of time, because what I used to do is set these, you know, oh, I want to make a million dollars and I was not even making $10. And then I would, again, feel bad about myself or judge myself for not reaching a million dollars. Yeah. So sometimes for me, there is a little bit of like setting goals that feel like I could actually make this happen. And then the goals that feel like, for example, hitting a hundred thousand followers on Instagram a year ago would have felt completely unattainable. And then I started being like, well, what if I could hit 50,000 followers? And then it was like that, you know? And so now it's like the goals become more, the, the goals become bigger and those go- bigger goals feel more attainable because I don't know, they're just kind of more realistic. Right. And isn't it funny that we beat ourselves up for not reaching goals that we just made up in our minds? Yeah. It's like, then we beat ourselves up. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm unworthy and all that stuff. So um, I like what you're saying, because as long as it feels good. Right. Exactly. While you're trying to shoot for that goal. And back to what you said before, if you shoot for the moon and you only hit the stars, it's like, oh, cool. That's still a fucking star. Right. <laughs> right. We have to take the judgment out of it. So. I just want to take the first line of your song. We're not going to go by every single line, but you start with call it delusion or ego. Mm -hmm. And I think what you meant by that is that, but you tell me delusion, meaning people are going to think you're crazy. If we start talking about, Oh, just, you know, get in the mode of what you want. And then we're not going to make you look at your vision board for 20 minutes, Um, but do something to get in a frequency without efforting and you'll get what you want. Sounds like, yeah. Crazy talk. Well, it's, right? the, it's the whole thing of like, oh, that's so woo woo. And it's yeah. like, okay, you can call it that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can call it that. Just don't do it. It's fine. Um, yeah. I would have called, I would have called it woo woo a long time ago if I, but I, you should see, I have so many physics books. I was trying to understand things so much. And one of my favorite ones is called Art and Physics, which is what we're talking about today. You make cool. art. And by the way, I make everybody make a playlist of awesome when they join my program. And every cool. song has to make them feel awesome. There is no like, no ne- negativity allowed on that playlist. Um, so I'll be asking you what your song is in just a little bit. <laughs> but, okay, so, uh, oh, and then ego. You know, if you're walking around doing the law of attraction the right way, you are feeling as if you are the thing. Mm-hmm. So this would be, if when you're in that zone, it would be like you walking around with your Grammy, like holding it under your arm, like <laughs> you're walking around, like you just like, I, I don't know, like what, what would be something ideal for you that would make you feel like I made it, I am there, I got what I wanted, like what would it look like? I mean, Grammys was the background of my phone for the last three years. Yeah. Like pictures of Grammys. Yeah, perfect. So some people I recently think- changed it. I recently changed it. This is actually kind of cool to, this is a photo of me on tour because I was like, I I did this thing. That's not even like that. It's easier for me to be like, wow, gratitude. And like, how cool is that? Because I did it. The Grammy thing is like, it's great. I would love to win a Grammy someday. I would love to go to the Grammy. Like, of course. But to have a photo of something that I actually achieved is almost more empowering to me. Great. Whatever works for you. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you have proof. Now, yes. the trick with the law of attraction is to believe and feel it happening now without proof. Yes. Or they call it evidence when they're talking mm-hmm. about it. So without evidence of a Grammy, right? how do you walk around 
you know, and if it's too much of a stretch, then you come up with something better. Like right. you singing on tour and getting signing people's bodies and things like that. Which <laughs> I don't know if you ever would have imagined that. But I know that. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, um, and that's the, the line about ego, too. For me, again, talking about women specifically, a lot of times empowered women or women who know their worth are called selfish, egotistical, bossy, bitchy. And I've worked really hard. Like I every year I come up with a word that I really want to like embody my year and like something that I really want to like. I don't know, call in for the year. And this year it was worthiness. Mm -hmm. And it's as someone who has a lot of guilt about random shit, worthiness is hard for me. And it is scary to be like, I'm so worthy of all these crazy things that I want. I'm worthy of a Grammy. Of course, why shouldn't I get a Grammy? You know, and that can come off again as egotistical or cocky or selfish or whatever. So that line, it's like, again, like, yeah, call it delusion or ego. I don't care what other people call it. I don't care what other people, they could call it lazy. If me taking a hike, they don't consider that working fine. You know, for me, it's just about getting to a place of being like, I'm comfortable with other people not liking this or other people not understanding this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I just, I'm looking at the lines. There's so many good lines here. Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm like a sleepwalker living my daydream. Don't wake me up for my life. My life that I'm imagining in my brain right now. Don't wake me up from that. This is real. In some metaverse, this is real right now. Not scared of vampires. All those people that suck us dry. Can't suck Mm -hmm. me dry when I'm so damn alive. 2020 got perfect vision, like a visionary. If you have a vision board, great. If you don't, just pick something that's easy for you to imagine. Like I have Mm -hmm. my women sometimes imagine just logging on to their bank and seeing what the deposit was mm-hmm. or logging on to their email and seeing what their title is yeah or or snuggling with their man on the couch instead of working till 12 p.m. pick something easy and envision that but this line luck is a lady and karma's a bitch on my side <laughs> so I, that one's gotten a lot of attention <laughs> it's so good Thank and you. i remember misunderstanding karma um and karma is just it's kind of like neuroscience it's just the more you pay attention to something the more you get of it yes so the more you're an asshole the more you're going to do asshole things right the more you're an angel the more you're going to do angelic things the more you think bad thoughts the more bad thoughts you're going to create because it's all about neural pathways and laying down neural pathways that's just how the brain works so unless you want to stay down here at frequencies of well, you called worth unworthiness. That's unfortunately down here. So we got to work on that. That's shame. And then guilt, grief, fear. We got to get up here. Yeah. Or else we're going to create a lot of cortisol in the body. We're going to create a lot of low frequencies. And it's just going to be harder to visualize something you want and really feel like it's happening now because it's yeah. such a departure from these frequencies. And that is why, like you said, music is one of the most important things you can do to get yourself to a state of joy. Yeah. I mean, that's way up here. And joy is a hard for a lot of people to access. Yeah. But a really resonant song with you that connects maybe to a piece of time in your history um, or love. And love and gratitude are the same frequency. Mm-hmm. And I think most people can come up with something they deeply, deeply love or uh, are deeply, deeply grateful for 
and it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to tell anybody. It can be a cat you had when you were three or four. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. As long as it creates that frequency in you and you can hold that frequency and just imagine it growing and growing and growing and growing in your body. Yeah. It's interesting because I actually took a class one time called the science of happiness because I'm also, I'm fully like a believer. And again, if people want to call it woo woo, they can call it whatever they want. However, I do like a lot of the science stuff behind it because it just feels more validated. And like, I like really believe in science. And this class was all about scientifically based on studies and and everything, what makes people actually happier, you know? And they talked about in the class, gratitude. And scientifically, you know, I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know all the the language and whatever around it. But what this class taught me was that even just thinking about what makes what you're grateful for, you don't, I mean, like writing it down is great and all those things, but just the practice of thinking about things you're grateful for small, big, anything makes people happier. So I have part of my like daily routine practice and like, I don't do it every single day, but I would say 95% of the time is I go get a coffee. I sit, I have a journal that says manifest that shit. And I write down five things I'm grateful for because it's just like, even if it's like today I get to drink coffee fuck yes you know <laughs> yep um and i i just think gratitude i don't know if it's because i'm in the practice of it but it feels like such an easy state to get into because like as long as we're breathing we have something to be grateful for exactly exactly uh i think that made it easy you know when california had all the fires many yeah. many times we lost fresh air mm. like our air was yeah. toxic i remember yes. one day in san francisco in my where i live in it, the, the sky was orange. Yeah. And so we got a visceral example of how lucky we are to have fresh air and water totally, and electricity. But yeah. We take these things for granted, but you're right. You can just, if you can get into that true frequency of gratitude oh, yeah. and one of the ways to do it is to imagine it being gone. Oh yeah, totally. I think about sometimes too, like I get very stressed about my career and very like again, like I'm a, I'm a high achiever and I I put a lot of pressure on myself and all these things. And sometimes what I will do is I'll literally write down as one of my gratefuls. I'm grateful to even be in a position to stress about this thing. Yeah. Because so many people don't even have the opportunity to pursue their dream or they don't have a dream or a passion, like we were saying. Mm -hmm. So to even be in a place where I can, not only do I have this thing that I love so much, but I'm actually in a real position to, to chase it and to love it and to do it is like so sick. Yes. And now we get to the chorus of your music and you've just yeah. touched on the first line. I don't chase. Yes. I attract. And I know you just used the word chase, but yeah. you know that when you need to really attract what you want, you can't chase it. Right. Because the key ingredient, and this was, took me a long time to figure out the key ingredient in the law of attraction, besides knowing what you want is absolute ridiculous ungrounded faith. Yeah. That's what faith is. It is believing that something is coming when there is no evidence of it. Right. And so most people are like what you said, and you can work a lot without chasing. You can work from passion. You can work from excitement. You can work because, oh my God, I got to get these lyrics down there in my head. I got to get them out. You know, that's cool. That's the kind of flow work that will bring bring what you want closer and the reason that flow work is coming is because you are aligned right 
with right. that song that's out there that you're aligned. Did you ever re- read Big Magic by Melissa? Yes. Oh my God. So good. Oh, right. So good. Right. Uh, so just showing up and being in the place to receive something is doing the work, you know, is, yeah. is working to me. Yes. So the way I like to think of it is everything that you want is in this safe box, this lockbox. Mm-hmm. And it's all there. He's there. The Grammy's there. It's all there. The millions are right. there. And it's just waiting for us. And the key to opening that lock is re- us being that frequency and holding mm-hmm. that frequency and holding faith. Because when we lose faith, we go into scarcity and like, it's not coming. It's not coming fast enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not there fast enough. All those mm-hmm. thoughts are, are everybody's brain is going to tell them, take you out of that frequency. So then you're not a match for the lock anymore. Right. It's still sitting there waiting for you. Right. It's still sitting there waiting for you. But then also things have to happen, you know, steps have to happen. So you might be drawing it closer. But the every time you drop faith, you're slowing it down. And it that is it's the delusional a, part. Right. Right. It's interesting because um I'm not really like religious and my boyfriend is. And uh he was raised he was raised Christian and he he's pretty into like his religion, like not not like daily necessarily, but he he you know, has a relationship with God or whatever. And, um, we were talking about it recently and I was saying, I'm not religious, but I do, I do think it's sort of the same thing in these practices that I do because faith, which is what they call religious people. Like, Oh, are you, are you a person of faith? That is what we have. And it's just believing in something you can't see, you know, and whether that's like, he believes in God and Jesus and these things that he can't see, I believe in the universe and like my connection to a higher power you know, my version of God, like I always say, is like a badass bitch, but I still believe in it, you know? And, and I think that's, it's so powerful to, um, to develop your own spiritual or religion, whatever you want to call it, your own practice with something greater than yourself, because it's like to, to believe in something that you can't see is so powerful. And that is to me what faith is. Absolutely. I was listening to, uh, Esther Hicks, Mm. Abraham the other day, and she said, I might have to look it up. Um, expectation, which is faith. Like, I just expect it's going to happen. I just mm-hmm. expect it. Is where belief and desire are in the same place. Mm. And I'm glad you brought up Christianity because two of my favorite teachers on this are old dead guys from the 30s. One mm. was a pastor and one was, uh, I don't even know what you, he was a businessman, but uh, Neville Gard- Goddard. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Power of Assumption and all of his books that are so thin, but so packed. And I have dog-eared and I have yeah. underlined. And yeah. Um, and then Joseph Murphy. Okay. I haven't heard of him. And one of my, my boyfriend um, taught, uh, sent me him. It's one of his books is Your Infinite Power to Be Rich. Hmm. And my boyfriend is Islam. He is he Muslim. He's a Sufi Muslim, which is like the Rumi's um, of the Rumi's and Hafiz is the, anyways, it's a very, very beautiful and spiritual um, religion. And he, he's like, um, this guy's teaching how to be rich. And this is exactly what I learned, you know, in my religion growing yeah. up. So it yes. wasn't, and it was just utterly brilliant. And the That's book amazing. has all of these prayers that you can use that if you are at that frequency and you say these prayers, boom. And the, the difference between his prayers and how most people are taught to pray. Most people are taught to pray, please God, give me. 
We're like yes. begging, begging for something. Okay. That is fear, fear and desire. It's scarcity. Mm -hmm. Please mm -hmm. give it to me because I don't have it. Please give me that Grammy. Please give me that Grammy. Yeah. And I was like, it's, I already gave it to you. It's here in the lockbox. I know you want mm -hmm. that. It's already here. It's already here. Right. So instead, you use gratitude. Thank you. Thank you that that Grammy is on its way. Mm -hmm. Thank you that I have the success that I want. Thank you that one of his phrases is um, ever increasing avalanches of abundance are flowing to mm. me. I love that. Avalanches love of that. abundance. Yeah. Yeah. So change your frequency, change your expectation, change how, stop asking and start thanking. Yeah. For what you want. And you have this line in the chorus I decided it's a fact. Everything I want, I have. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then well, if you notice wobbling, you notice, okay, I've gone off fact. Okay. So what do you think about that? I was going to say, I think for me, especially in my career, I used to like want it so badly that I think I was suffocating it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, someone told me that. And it's, it's almost like the same thing as like a partner. Like I always tell my girlfriends, like, if you want a partner, you have to be, your life has to be so full and so complete that you don't need them at all because everyone can feel desperate energy. Everyone can smell desperation from a mile away. And I remember having some conversations with my friends being like, I need to hear what I'm saying to you about dating for my own career, because exactly. I'm giving off this desperate fearful scarcity energy and no one wants that no one like that's not that's not the universe doesn't want that but also like people don't want that and I think when I gave it a little bit of just like surrendering and letting it go and just being like I have this it'll come when it's meant to come that's great and that's when everything started clicking for me and it happened so quickly yeah. this is what I want people to know is like okay Time is a construct. We've just created time to help us understand how to get around in the universe. But right. everything's happening all at once. Not to copy the video, uh, the movie or anything like that. But <laughs> so what you just did was you aligned with it and it was ready for you and you were ready yeah. for it. Yeah. And I don't care whether you're an artist or a corporate employee. If you are in the room and you are worried, you are worried that you're not going to be enough, that you're not successful enough, that it's not going to come. People can feel it and it is unattractive. Yeah. We can totally. tell if, you, if you're wanting to date a guy and he might be the perfect guy for you, but if he's putting off that energy, it's not going to be a match. You're going to be like, something's up, something's off. Right. And I always think of like a bird in a cage. Like you're like, I love this bird so much. I just want to keep it safe and I just want to protect it. And I just, I want it and I need it here and whatever. And then you, you kill it essentially because you're squeezing so hard and you're loving it so much and you want it so badly that you don't allow it to do what it needs to do, which is why. Yeah. You got to trust that it's going to come back. Right. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I think I, I'd be curious to hear your take on this because I really feel like, I feel like in the fall, like October, November is when I really was like, I'm going to focus. I actually had my tarot read by a friend and that's what really inspired. I was also going through like uh, changes in my career I parted ways with my last label, which is something that I really needed. I needed some freedom and I needed like to kind of be in control of my own music again. Um, and it was like in the fall that I really was like, I'm just going to commit to like feeling good and being in a place of like, again, like feeling like I'm working when I'm just going on a hike and listening to a podcast that 
inspires me, you know, or whatever. And then in the new year is really when things started to align for me. Like 2023 has been the best year of my career, truly. And then I feel like I went on tour and I got kind of out of my routines and out of my practices and out of the things that like ground me. And now I feel like I've hit a plateau again. And I'd be curious to hear your take on like, what do you do? Like I, my dreams and my ambitions are so wildly big, like truly massive. Again, like I am shooting for the moon. I'm shooting for the moon of the moon. Like it's like next level, you know? Oh, I just picture you like, doing the song for James Bond. Oh my God. People have told me that a million times. Perfect yeah. voice. Yeah, mm. I know. Adele, People look out. Say that. <laughs> but that's the thing is I feel like I want to get to Z and I was stuck at A for a really long time. And now I feel like I'm at like E, you know, and then I yeah. feel like I get kind of stuck in these places. And like, how do you get when you feel like you're hitting a plateau again? How do you move past it? Well, seeking outside, like, like having your tarot re- read, I think is really yeah. smart to just mm. get an outside opinion. Um, yeah. I have a woman in Europe who is a visionary and like once a quarter, I'll just check in and it's just a nice recalibration. Yeah. So I'm all for that. Uh, but really it is going back to gratitude for everything you have already achieved. Yeah. yeah. And then. So what frequency are you in when you go to that place with, that you're calling a plateau? Yeah. Um, like here we call it getting by. And I actually hear some of this in you. Oh, by the way, you guys, anger is right here. And a lot of Morgan songs will get you angry in a good way. <laughs> anger, <laughs> is, anger is very powerful. It can help you defend yourself, but you don't want to stay there. So then right. listen to Lucky. Listen to energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, lucky girl syndrome. And okay. So I think that there's a good amount, a healthy amount of pride in you. Like you are confident in your voice and your abilities. You just aren't confident that you're going to get to where you want fast enough. Yeah. So that is when you have to get, that's true. you have to get, you have to get faith. Yeah. You have to get that feeling of gratitude that it's already here. Mm-hmm. So. What can you do? What can you listen to? What can you do? Is it a hike to shift yourself from down here to love, gratitude, faith, whatever we want to call this? Or, wow, if we could even get you to peace. Peace mm. feels so oh God. damn good. Yeah. And that's what I happens. struggle with peace. Everybody I, I go to yoga and I, and I, um, I often set peace as my intention because it's not a very natural state for me. And I'm something I'm working on that I I do think it's easier to find peace when you, for me, I get a lot of my identity out of the idea of being successful. Like I really like, that's something I put a lot of uh, emphasis on. Like I really, really want to be successful. And I think it's easier for me to feel peace when like I'm on tour in Europe, like I'm succeeding you know, by my own definition, by the world's definition, like, that's pretty easy to be like, you go girl, because I'm, I'm off doing the thing that I set out to do. Um, in the moments when like my career is not going so well, I find it, it takes a lot more for me to get to a place of like acceptance and surrender and like all of these things, right, which I think makes sense. But I do think kind of celebrating the little wins is something that I need to spend more time on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just keep in mind, I need to drink my own Kool-Aid. 
then the brain has five times as many neurons for negative negative thinking as positive thinking. Right. So you have a normal human brain. That's why it's doing this. And what we're asking you to do is go against that and be delusional. Yeah. And be great in the way to stair step that because you're already so high at, at, at pride and willingness. Uh, I think for you, gratitude is the, is the way, but you mm -hmm. might also try love or gratitude doesn't matter. But I think sometimes love is easier to conjure mm -hmm. up in your body. Yeah. Like I can literally think of my dog, Betty, that died of cancer. I can literally just think about that. And I'm filled with love, not sadness. If yeah. it fills you with sadness, don't use it. But if it fills you right. with love, sit there. And as you breathe, imagine that love has a color. I just, it's in your heart space. So imagine yeah. it has a color, imagine it has a light. And then with every exhale, fill that thing up. If you're on a plane, fill the whole plane up mm -hmm. with it. If you're mm -hmm. on in a car, fill the whole freeway up with it, which is in LA is a lot of people. Um, and then I keep zooming out and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I zoom out. I literally say a blessing to the earth and every living thing in and under and on the earth. And I send love. By that time, I'm like tears going down my yeah. face and I'm not doing anything. I'm not hugging anybody. I'm not holding anybody. I'm just feeling love. Yeah. And from that place, you can find gratitude quickly and start yeah. to be grateful. Grateful. Thank you, God, for giving me this voice. Thank you, God, for all the treasures that are coming to me. Thank you for uh, that. Here's one of my favorite ones from Joseph Murphy. Thank you that everything I want is happening now mm. and what happens when you are delusional like that and you are in that state when you are i'm calling it delusional because your word in the song but it will yeah. seem like that but what will happen is you will now be able to feel those things yeah you'll be able to feel yourself recording the james james bond video and you know that stuff's like it's hard work so you don't even yeah. have to romanticize it. You can be like, <clears throat> oh God, can we take five of you guys? Like, I mean, my, can I have some tea? You, you yeah, just, literally. <laughs> in the moment. Like right. I, I, I walk into my Paris apartment and I feel the couch. Mm. Like I feel the yellow couch, the yellow velvet couch. And I'm like running my hands along the storage because we need storage because Paris apartments are really small. And yeah. um, but you can't do that from down low so first right whatever you need to do Step to get yourself getting, yeah mm -hmm. and i i i would love to hear you do a recording that has binaural sounds binaural rhythms behind it oh because it would put people's brain into an alpha state mm -hmm. and this is a hack that helps me so much so you can get uh rhythms um i have this little app called sleep jar and it has every sound in it i mean you mm -hmm. If you want to listen to air conditioning to fall asleep, a fan, dripping water. Is that the same thing like when you throw something in your hands, like back and forth, the bilateral thing? Um, well, that's going to train your brain to your, your your hemispheres, but it's not going to put your brain into an alpha state. Okay. And most people meditate in their normal brain state, which is full of agitation yeah. right? and hard to focus. Don't try and meditate like that. Use something that will help you, whether it's a guided meditation or these binaural sounds. I literally walk my dog with the binaural sounds and mm. uh, please be safe, people. I tested it. I'm fine. Um, but it drops you into a monk-like meditative state quickly. Mm. 
And then your brain is not focused on negativity. Right. Because monks don't sit there and focus on how cold they are sitting in the snow. They're, they're just <laughs> melting the snow with their body. Yeah. So if we could get into that state, then all of this is easier. And you don't have to be like that all day. But mm -hmm. if you can just dip your toe in that like three times a day, mm -hmm. you will get to that frequency so quickly. Yeah. And then you can start to envision yourself without all the questioning, uh, the doubt. You can start to just imagine a day in the life mm -hmm. of the Morgan in that universe that is doing that yeah. thing that you know that you want. Yeah, totally. And I think, I mean, one thing I definitely feel like I have, like we were talking about earlier, is like, I know what I want. Like, I can see it so clearly and I know enough and have enough evidence that I know exactly what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like, I know what the life that I aspire to looks like. So you've done 90% of it and you know how to yeah. get your frequency up. So you just need to be on constant lookout for doubt. Yeah. And just forgive your brain. It's doing mm -hmm. its normal thing. That's what, that's mm -hmm. what brains do, but I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. Well, you didn't have that tour. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you had that's it. so true. Yeah. You didn't have all those followers and then you had it. <laughs> right. right. And and let other people keep reminding you too of just how amazing you are. Because we all need that. We all yeah. need that. And um, I'm, we're going to keep in touch because this amazing stuff is going to keep coming to you. And, and then it'll just help you get more and more confident that it's all happening. Yeah. Like, we all have that. So I mean, we all have doubt. Yeah. Well, hopefully next time we talk, I'll be nominated for a Grammy and you'll be like, remember the last time? I know that's what I'm going I'm to probably be. I'll be nominated for a Grammy and be like, yeah, but I haven't won yet. You know, <laughs> you will. You will. That's what people do. Oh, but I didn't win. Yeah. Um, you know who I think has this kind of energy is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, interesting. I don't wow. know her personally. I just interviewed yeah. Aaron Gallagher, another powerful woman. Um, and anyways, there's a story about that. But she just seems like. She could be walking around feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough because everybody just thinks I'm in the industry because of my parents and all that. Mm. But every time she talks, she just seems like a love machine. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and, and, yeah, she, I mean, she's so cool. Something that you said to me that really meant a lot was that you said like my songs will bring out all these different feelings, whether it's, whether it is rage or, or love or whatever. And that is truly what I think I was put on this earth to do is to like make people yeah. feel things and help them put words to the feelings that they might not know how to uh, express. So that means a lot to me that, yeah, you know, and, and hopefully people can use even the, again, maybe the, the songs that make you a little angry, inspire action or inspire um, gratitude for the, the good sides of those things. You know what I mean? So. I mean, dude, your words and lyrics and tunes and vocals, um, they are magic for Thank what you, you. Ju what you just described and not all men. Oh my God. I mean, any woman who has been abused, um, now you've just removed the shame. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, that was one of those big magic moments of like that. Just, I was there and it was, I was ready and it came that like, I don't, I don't. I almost don't even remember it happening because it was so just like, I legitimately saw something that we're talking about not all men. And I was like, fucking bullshit. 
went to my producer studio and within 10 minutes I had sung the entire chorus. That is the kind of alignment we're talking about. Right. When you are clear and you just channel it, it mm-hmm. just comes down. Yeah. So yeah. I want you to um, just notice how easily that came mm-hmm. and add the word easily. Like, yeah. thank you, God, that everything comes to me with such ease mm-hmm. and without any effort. Yeah. You- and every time I'm scared that it's never going to, I'm never going to write a song like that again. I just think about that feeling of all the songs I've also written since then with that feeling. And I'm like, oh, no, it's going to happen again because it always does. Yeah, it always does. That's the kind of faith that you have to have. Yeah. All right. Any other things you want to say? Tell people about the song or Um, manifesting? No, just I hope you listen to it. I hope you like it. Actually, we put out a really cool music video to it that I really loved filming. And it was like amazing fashion and it's super fun. So uh, check that out. It is. It is very fun. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions before we leave that are fun. Sure. And silly. Um, all right. So I was going to ask you what you wanted to be when you were a little girl, but we know what that was. Was there ever anything else that somebody told you you should be and you thought you like entertained it for a minute? This is hilarious. Um, so did you remember Hannah Montana, the show? Yeah. How she went to school during the day and then was a pop star at night. Yeah. I loved that. I loved school. I thought I would be like Hannah Montana and be the president during the day. And then be a pop star at night because I thought it was criminal that children should have to be at school at 8 a.m. I was like, I'm so tired. I need to sleep in. I want to become the president during the day so that I can change the rules of what time school starts. And then I will be a pop star at night. That's Makes as far as I perfect, ever got away from perfect pop sense. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love it. And it's so funny because <laughs> the next question I was going to ask you is that if you could appoint any person president of the United States. Stop. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. So I'm going to ask you. And they would not get assassinated. They would not get, you know, uh, anyways, uh, who would it be? Oh, damn. That is a really good question. I would say... Fuck, I don't know. You know who I'm really into um, that I think I would want somebody who I think um, is a good leader, but also does understand all of this like mindset, spirituality stuff. Mm. Someone like I've been really into like Jay Shetty. Mm. Oh, yeah. Love his podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. A monk as the, as the literally a the United monk. States. Be I great. love that. That would be great. Um, I, I mean, I obviously think we need some female energy in the White House. Yeah. My problem is I think anyone who, like, often the people who want to be president are not the people who should be president. Right. You know? So I think it's like someone, that's the problem, is we would need somebody who wants to be president and is willing to be president, but doesn't have all of the, I don't know, shit that comes with a lot of the people yeah. who do want to be president. I think I know that That's person. a tough question. I would put Stacey Abrams in there. That's a great one. That's a fantastic choice. That's, that's my dream world. Yeah, that's a great choice. And I think it's her, you know, she just might manifest that. Yeah, totally. She just might. Yeah, I don't, that's a tough question. I don't know. Okay, but you, get, you gave us one. is my best answer. That's, or that's, Oprah. That's... Oprah would be a kick-ass president. <laughs> <laughs> so true. She could like do it with her She's feet. She's like a with badass businesswoman. She's like kind. That's a great one. Like, I thought you said this was going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, world peace, you got it. <laughs> All right. And besides your own music, 
What is your go-to song that you know if you want to go into a state of joy? And just okay, yeah. this is crazy because I was gonna answer it differently when you brought it up earlier. I was gonna say Ariana Grande has a song, I think it's called Just Like Magic. But I changed my answer because I used to have a song that I literally called my happy song. And when I was sad, I would listen to this song. And I I didn't want to say it because I was like, I don't know if it's just like not a great choice because I don't want people to be like, oh, that's weird. Why would you pick that song? And now I'm realizing it's not bad at all because like, yeah, I do want to be rich someday. The song is Rich Girl by Hall & Oates. You're a rich girl oh. and you're going to a far because you know it don't. You know that song? And oh my I, at first God, I was judging I, that was myself. my first concert. That was my Stop. first concert. That's amazing. <laughs> well, at first I was judging myself because I was like, oh, I don't want to admit that like I want to be a rich girl. But like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Who doesn't want to you be know? a rich girl? Yeah, exactly. And it just makes me happy. Something about that song. I literally used to call it my happy song. It is one of the greatest songs. I mean, and the chorus and the notes he hits. It gets and, stuck in my head. Oh, it's so good. I don't even know all the words. And you go to It's so good. You can rely on your own dad's money. You can rely on your old man, honey. All right. On that note, I wish we could play it as we're rolling out, but I wish it died. So that was good timing. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to thank. Oh wait, Morgan. no, they didn't. That's so weird. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. We are closing now, and I uh, wish we could play this song, but people will just have to go and listen to themselves because yeah, I don't have it. copyright to it. So there you go. Add it to your playlist and put "Energy Lucky Me" on there. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Thank so you so much. much. This was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And we greatly appreciate your favorable review to let us know we're helping you become a more brilliant version of yourself by listening in.